few years ago, there was this biochemist guy named Alec Holland. He and his wife made this chemical formula that could speed up plant growth. So the government, seeing lots of dollar signs, set him up with this lab in the secluded bayou, except not so secluded. Because Alec gets visited by some thugs from the local mob. Their boss wants in on his operation, or else. Holland, he tells them he doesn't deal with scum. And so he comes back later to find his lab trashed and a firebomb planted under his desk. They say it went off inches from his face. The impact shattered the test tubes and covered him in every kind of chemical in his lab. Every bit of him is burning. He's wishing he was dead, but his instinct carries him out the door toward the dark water. And he went under as a burning mass of screaming agony. Some say his formula saved him from certain death, replacing flesh and bone with moss and wood and algae. But others say that the chemicals activated the plants at the bottom of that pool, and what walked out is just a wailing, shambling pile of weeds, trying to get revenge for the man it thinks it is. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Swamp Things, comic book muckmen, bog beasts, and mud monsters. Episode 13, Swamp Thing, 100-page comic giant, issues number one and two, and the Walmart exclusives update. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Time Machine presents Swamp Things and... Yeah, I'm here to talk about some Swamp Thing comic books, some new Swamp Thing comic books. Welcome to the front porch where, uh, I don't know, I may not record on the front porch again. It seems like there's just a lot of ambient noises, but you know, this is the time when I can record about Swamp Monsters, and uh, it's been a while, and I've been wanting to do this, um, and I'm afraid that as soon as I do this, that I'm going to go to Walmart and find issue three has dropped, and... Maybe it'll happen before I release this episode, and I'll add an addendum to the end of the podcast, or maybe not. But first of all, let me start out by saying I, my name is Ben, Ben Avery. I am a comic book writer, comic book fan, comic book collector, and um, I'm a fan of horror comic books, and I'm a fan of Swamp Monsters, and so I'm especially a fan of Swamp Monster horror comic books, and so that's what this podcast is about now this podcast or this episode there at rather is going out into two feeds one feed being the swamp swamp things uh muck monsters and mud men feed and it's also going into the main feed for comic book time machine and um it it fits in both you know it, it's it's uh you know one is peanut butter feed one is chocolate feed but you know a peanut butter cup is going to fit into both those feeds right and so that's that's what we're doing here but uh I'm, I'm just here to talk about comic books that I want to talk about and have fun talking about. And that is what this is all about. Finding your joy, as uh, Rob and Shag might say over on the Fire and Water podcast over there. Uh, finding your joy. And I found some joy recently here at Walmart. And yes, you heard me correctly. I was talking about issue three of a Swamp Thing comic. There is... In current production, brand new Swamp Thing comic books hitting the stands. But yeah, so this episode is serving double duty, though. Uh, this is going to be an episode where I get to talk about the Swamp Thing comic books that are coming out from Walmart exclusive, uh, the 100-page giant 
uh, 100-page 100 comic giant um, series that they're doing. And I'm also going to talk about that Walmart exclusive series and talk about where they've gone with that. They have followed my advice. Uh, finally, they followed my advice. I'm so excited because um, they they apparently were listening to the podcast. And wow, it is windy out here. Um, but that adds a little bit of ambiance, maybe. They've got the windows shuttering. I've got the screen door opening and closing all by itself, which, by the way, when you're inside and that's happening, it's really creepy. I'm not expecting this ambiance to make anyone feel creepy at home as you're listening to the podcast, but uh, yeah. Um, so Walmart has done a few things with their 100 page giant series, and I'm really excited about the what they've got going on and what they finally decided to do. So originally they had four series. There was Superman, Batman, and there was Teen Titans and Justice League. And these were four ongoing series that um, would come out every month with another 100-page comic giant issue. And there would be 12 pages of original story and then three reprints. So um, the 12 pages of original story in Superman, um, they are on uh, Chapter 7 right now, although it's Issue 9, but Chapter 7 of an original story by Tom King which has been really, really good. And then the uh, the Batman, it's the same thing because the first two issues had just a, uh, it was just a two-parter kind of thing for Batman and Superman. But for, for Batman, they're on part seven of what's called Universe. And that is being written by um, Brian Michael Bendis. And so those, those are ongoing new original content and they're both really, really good. And then there's the reprints in there. So in the Batman one, they reprint like Nightwing and uh, they were reprinting Harley Quinn and they stopped. And I'm so excited because I did not like that. Now they're reprinting Batgirl. And then, of course, they're also reprinting Batman. And in the Superman one now, uh, as of the last two issues of Superman, they've been reprinting uh, the Terrifics, Green Lantern and Superman Batman. And that hasn't changed much. Uh, they have made two other changes, though. One of them is not such a big change. Teen Titans went seven issues and now they've had two issues of just titans so they're on issue number two of titans although issue number two of titans has part three of <laughs> uh of, a, of the original content uh which is by dan jurgens and and then they also are reprinting in there now still the uh, super sons sideways and and teen titans uh reprints but the one that I'm most excited about from the original four that they made changes to is that they have switched over and they are no longer printing an issue of Justice League every month. Instead, like I said before, that they should do in the first place, they are doing uh, they changed it to Wonder Woman. So now they're up to issue number two of Wonder Woman. And so it's still reprinting Justice League. It's still reprinting Aquaman and it's still reprinting uh well, no, it's it's now reprinting Wonder Woman issues, but then also they're on part seven of the original Wonder Woman story that this one's being written by Jimmy Pagliotti and Amanda Connor, which is a writing team that's been together for a long time. So they, those are the four original, what happened with the four original titles, but they now have two new titles and they're on issue number two of both of those new titles. Now, if you just walked in and only saw what was new two months ago, you would have said, oh, Wonder Woman number one, Flash number one, 
uh, Titans number one, and you wouldn't have known maybe that they those were actually continuations. But Flash is not a continuation. Now, I'm surprised that they didn't get this out sooner. And what I'm seeing happen here is this is kind of um, course adjusting to reflect what's going to be on TV and on the silver screen here. Wonder Woman has a movie coming up soon-ish, not relatively speaking, um, but had a really great film come out. And that's why I'm surprised that they didn't call it Wonder Woman in the first place. Flash is the highest rated of the DC CW shows. And Flash now has his own 100 page comic giant. And what is Flash reprinting? It is reprinting, um, first of all, original story um, written by Gail Simone. And then it's reprinting The Flash, which is a continuation of the reprints that they were doing from the the Superman uh, series. And Adam Strange, which uh, this is so much fun for me that they're they're reprinting these Adam Strange stories, which, you know, sci-fi superhero stuff I really, really enjoy. Uh, and this is new to me. I've never read it before. And so that's that's been a lot of fun. And then they're reprinting the Shazam uh, stories from the Justice League series with uh, New 52. And why are they doing that? Well, I wonder why, because we've got a big movie that just came out, you know? So that's a lot of fun too. And then there's what I'm most excited about. Oh, you know what? Before we get to what I'm most excited about, which I've already talked about a little bit, you already know where I'm going with this. I've, uh, but there have been two other things that kind of fall under this 100 page giant that they're, that they're doing here. And one is that there was a target exclusive comic. So these other ones that we're talking about, Walmart exclusive, but there was a target exclusive 100 page comic giant that um, went along with the uh, a new toy line that they're doing, which is DC Primal Age, which if you're not familiar with that, uh, DC Primal Age is basically He-Man and the Masters of the Universe style versions of um, Superman, Batman, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Lex Luthor. Uh, they have a Battle Cat type thing for Joker and for, um, I think it's Superman, might be Batman. Uh, yeah, actually, I think it is Batman. It's, um, oh, Superman has one too, I think. Uh, and so <laughs> this DC Primal Age thing comes out and it's a Target exclusive. You can only get it at Target. Now, the difference is there is a difference in price point. Um, the Walmart issues which feature mostly back, uh, back issues and reprints are $5 each. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not familiar with this, you're getting a hundred pages of comics and, uh, 12 of those pages are new material. That's the only new material you're getting the rest are reprints, but most of these reprints, except for Aquaman, this represents a triple dip. I think I've talked about this before. These Walmart comics are a triple dip for me with the, um, new 52 Aquaman. I bought the individual issues. I bought the um, hardcover <laughs> editions of the collections, and now I'm buying it in, in this way. But um, it's only $5. And so, you know, if you if you break that out, it, it comes out to a nice, you know, $1 for um, maybe your 12 pages there and a dollar and a quarter for your uh, your other three stories. Or I didn't do the math. I probably should, should have done it ahead of time. But this DC Primal Age that came out from Target – uh, was $9.99, but it's all original material, and it's all original material featuring um, really, really hot talent. Uh, not hot new talent, I mean just really, really hot talent. So Marv Wolfman is writing this thing. You have Jerry Ordway and Louise Simonson and Phil Winslade 
all writing on this book. Carl Kessel's involved here. Keith Pollard. Um, I mean, and those are just the names as I'm going through it that are that are well known. But um, <laughs> the stories themselves are basically reminiscent of the He-Man mini comics that you would have gotten when you bought your He-Man action figures. And I'm actually surprised they didn't do this in that mini comic format. But no, they did this 100-page giant comic. And why does it count as a 100-page giant? Because they use the trade dressing from the 100-page giant Walmart exclusives. So you look at these, and it looks like they are part of, they're all part of a kind. And uh, yeah, so my my mini review of the other ones that I just talked about is the reprints. It's, it's great value, great value. And there's some good stories in there that I had never read before um, because I really didn't follow much in the New 52 except for Justice League for a while because of Aquaman, Aquaman for a while because of Aquaman, and then Swamp Thing. Uh, but then my mini review of DC primal age is it's, it's, it's not super sophisticated. Okay. Um, it's lots of setting up a situation where people are going to fight. Uh, and you know, it, it's, uh, but there's, you know, some twists, there's some, some turns, there's some interesting things going on. Um, I really like the wonder woman versus Solomon Grundy story that they did. Uh, I guess that makes that, Okay, so we're in, we're in the 100-page giant realm, but we're also in a swamp monster realm uh, as far as this being put out in the uh, swamp things, muck monsters uh, feed. But uh, this 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 comic itself, I wouldn't say it's worth the 10 bucks necessarily. I mean, for me, it was a completionist thing where um, it's all about the thrill of the hunt and that kind of thing where I am um, – you know, constantly going to different Walmarts and uh, literally I walk in, walk to where these things are kept, look and see if there's any new ones. And then I walk right out and go do my, the real stuff that I'm going out to do. Um, and for Target, I went to a couple Targets to see if they had it and they didn't. And then uh, one day I went to a Target and walked over to the end cap that they had of all these Primal Age action figures. And there it was. And so I, I grabbed it because, hey, it's a hundred page giant. But at the same time, I also really, really, really just adore the he-man mini comics i'm not a huge fan of he-man and the masters of the universe i'm familiar with he-man and the masters of the universe i am a huge fan of the marketing of he-man and the masters of the universe i'm a huge fan of the behind the scenes stuff and i'm a huge fan of the mini comics that uh they just i oh there are certain things I'm just jealous of that the, you know, there's certain things you just can't help. You know, I wasn't old enough to work on anything like that when those toys were coming out, but I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of the people who got to sit down with the Micronauts toys and figure out what's the story and ROM space night, figure out what's the story there. Like I would love if, if anyone out there is listening right now and you're like, I have a toy line and I need a comic book, contact me, man. I would love to just sit down with your toys and figure out the story, you know, and, um, and that's what they got to do with these is sit down with these toys and this concept and say, okay, we're keeping elements of Batman has a bat cave, you know, Superman is from another world and Superman can fly and Wonder Woman has a lasso and, and, uh, you know, all these different elements, uh, Joker is, you know, pasty white with a clown face. And, um, I would, I would love to have been able to, to play with these characters in that way. And so it's fun a lot of traffic right now. Um, it's fun to see, you know, Marv Wolfman uh, cut loose and do um, do basically the 80s toy tie-in kind of thing with this. Uh, it would have been a lot more fun, and I probably still would have gotten it if it had been mini comics 
but I'm not buying any of the toys. I would love to just go and go hog wild and buy all the toys. But um, those of you who know me, you know, I'm, um, I have five kids. And so diving in, doing a deep dive into what is priced as a collector toy set, um, not, not going to happen. And I, I probably, that's probably for the best is that I'm, I'm not diving in on that. Uh, but yeah, so my, my mini review got a little bit longer, but you know, I wouldn't recommend this for everyone, but if you like that kind of thing, it's a lot of fun. It's fantasy, it's high fantasy. Um, it's juvenile fantasy, uh, in, in the literal sense in, in that it's, it's, uh, you know, fantasy for juveniles. Um, not like there's tons of poop jokes, uh, Actually, I don't think there's any poop jokes, but so it's not juvenile in, in that sense. But yeah, so for me, though, I had to get it as part of my um, completionist attitude <laughs> about uh, the 100 page giant comics. There was one more thing that came out recently that kind of falls under this 100 page giant uh, concept idea, and uh, it's. But it, but it's not. I mean, it doesn't really count, and it probably did, maybe even deserves its own episode. But they released a Marv Wolfman series, four-issue miniseries, that he started a long, long time ago and was meant to be a part of a Superman comic, but then it got canceled. And, and they released it as uh, a $9.99. It's called Man, Su- Man, Man and Superman, and it's, it's $9.99. And on the cover, the trade dressing says it's 100-page super spectacular. So it's not a 100-page comic giant. It's just a 100-page super spectacular, and uh, it's very, very good. It's Marv Wolfman, so you know it's going to be very, very good. And it's all about Superman kind of figuring out what does it mean to be Superman. So I'm going to play a promo for a podcast that you should listen to, and I am going to come back and talk about the Swamp Thing 100-page comic giants. devoted to the comic creations of Mike Grell, including Warlord, John Sable, Star Slayer, Shaman's Tears, and Green Arrow. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. Join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in the many excellent comics from writer and artist Mike Grell. Warlord Worlds is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Find us at warlordworlds.com. So last year they did two different one-shot, 100-page comic giant issues. One was a Christmas-related one, and it actually, I think, even was not meant to be 100-page giant. Um, it might have been only an 88-page kind of thing, but it did get the tra- trade dressing of the 100-page giant comic, and it was Walmart exclusive. And uh, then there was the Halloween horror issue, the Swamp Thing Halloween horror issue number one, 499, 100-page comic giant, and it had a bunch of stories in it. It had a Swamp Thing story, 
uh, Enchantress and Blue Devil stories, a Tana story, a Superman story, which is really, really good. Uh, Batman and the Scarecrow, Aquaman and the Demon, Batman and Robin. And then there was uh, another Swamp Thing story, a reprint of the original first Swamp Thing origin story, which uh, got retconned when they started the ongoing series. The original, uh, when I say original, I mean brand new uh, Swamp Thing story was uh, very short, like all the others, um, but it was a new Swamp Thing issue. And I talked about it and then introduced a character who is a, um, a witch named Briar. And it also introduced an idea of something evil that was coming. And it ended with Swamp Thing saying, um, the Baron is coming. People don't fear him. And then she says, so to defeat him, he then uh, replies, people must fear me. And that's how that ended. And I was wondering, okay, is that a setup for something? Set up for another Swamp Thing series? Well, then not too long after that, they announced that they were going to be doing uh, the the renaming of the two that I talked about. And then they're going to have a Flash 100-page giant, which makes sense. And then uh, another thing that made sense was turning Teen Titans into Titans, which reflects the name of the um, Titans TV series on the DC Universe streaming service, uh, which at the time had already been out. And then there is going to be on that same streaming service, a Swamp Thing TV show. And so the stuff that's lining the shelves, or I shouldn't say lining the shelves because they've got these two kind of cardboard dumps that they put these things in. Uh, but the stuff that's in those cardboard dumps is uh, stuff that reflects what's on the screen, uh, whether it's a TV screen for cartoons, TV screen for series, for streaming, or for movies. But um, that's why it's not a surprise to have these Swamp Thing issues. But it's very fun. And it's it's great to actually sit down and say, I am going to be going to a store and buying a Swamp Thing comic book, driving my car to Walmart and, <laughs> and buying it at Walmart. Um, so anyway... What this re has is uh, there's the 12-page original story, which is uh, written by Tim Seeley, and uh, the artist is Mike Perkins, and then Jordan Boyd does the colors, and Dave Sharp is the letterer. And man, that wind. <laughs> it's, it's opening the doors and making things feel creepy. So anyway, uh, the reprints are Animal Man from New 52, Swamp Thing from New 52, and then Shadow Pact from not New 52. That'd be from, looks like 2006. Uh, and so the reprint stuff is very much in line with the Swamp Thing that they're doing here. Uh, it does represent a triple dip for Swamp Thing for me, just like with Aquaman. I was buying the issues, I bought the collections, and now I have bought them again. Um, but with uh, Animal Man, which Animal Man and Swamp Thing did a huge crossover thing in the New 52. And so I'm very curious, like, if this is going to continue far enough to get that far where you get to the, the crossover with Animal Man, Swamp Thing, and there's some annuals involved in there. Um, and then, of course, Shadow Pact is kind of magic-based superheroes, which also falls right in line with with Swamp Thing and, and the like. So, uh, I'm, I'm the reprints are, are fun and they're good. And the animal man stuff, like I said, I have not read before. I only read the crossover issues from new 52 animal land. So that'll, that'll be fun to kind of read what led up to those, those crossover issues. 
the uh, storyline with uh, Swamp Thing and Briar uh, is kind of continuing this thing with the Baron. And so you have them talking about um, different elementals. You have the the green, you have the red. Um, and in the first issue of the Swamp Thing, there is a fire elemental. And this story, it's only 12 pages, but it is a really well done, short 12-page story. They do a good job of introducing that kind of what's going to be the continuing big bad going on, um, but then also to giving a standalone story with its own conclusion, although these standalone stories do tie in. And, and it's something that, man, you know, I, I, uh, I want to write like that, you know. Um, I'm actually in the middle of doing something and I'll, I'll probably talk about this at the end uh, to do a little bit of, of promotion with that. But um, I'm in the middle of uh, creating with some friends, a shared superhero universe where we're doing four ongoing series. that will have one episode every month and they're going to be kind of tied together and they're all building up to the, you know, it's the MCU model. Okay. With, with, uh, you know, they all get their own series or their own movie or Netflix, you know, their own Netflix series. And then they all team up for, you know, the Avengers or the defenders or whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I want to write that well, you know, and I want to do what they're doing here where, you know, it's short, it's sweet, it's got impact. And I don't want to talk too much about it because, you know, I'm not sure if they're gonna do a collection or I'm not sure if you're listening to this, you must like comic books like this at some level. And so maybe you want to seek these out. So I don't want to talk too much about it. And because it's so short, it's very easy to spoil just by talking about <laughs> just a little bit of it. I mean, uh, but I'm not, I don't think I'm giving away too much when I say that it involves this fire elemental, which was kind of a new thing to me. Um, but they're talking about the Baron and they're talking about how it seems like um, these evil things are getting more and more um, prevalent and are they, is it because they're serving the Baron? And actually in issue number two, they say, what if all these elemental th beings aren't serving the Baron? What if they're running from it? And when I say Baron, I don't mean B-A-R-O-N, uh, you know, like um, Baron Von Blood or whatever. I mean Baron, B-A-R-R-E-N, which is, you know, what a, what a great name for an elemental existential threat, the Baron. What, what a great name. In the second issue, they introduce a new character named Ms. Raven. I'm going to get strong. Raven Mockers, which when I first read the name, all I could think of was Miss Tessmacher from uh, the Superman movie. But uh, Ms. Raven Mocker is, is kind of uh, a big bad who, who shows up in the story. And um, again, it's a short story. This one, not so much uh, with the short story that has its own resolution. Um, there's a little bit of that, but it's definitely feeding into the next chapter uh, with a little bit of a cliffhanger there. Um, but again, it's it's a well-written uh, and horrifying, if not truly scary, uh, comic. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe that I'm, I'm living in a world where I go to Walmart to pick up a new Swamp Thing comic book, but... But I am, and I know there's people out there who do not like Walmart and um, have actually probably pretty valid reasons for for not liking Walmart. Uh, but for for me and my my family, I mean, like I said before, it's a big family, and we we do our grocery shopping at Aldi, and what we can't get at Aldi, we'll usually just go right across the street to Walmart where it's convenient and cheap to get our toilet paper. Yes, that's right. Walmart is the best place to get the best value for soft toilet paper, and I'm not getting paid to say this, but 
Uh, I'm sure you can get this brand at other places. It's Angel Soft, and it's it's good. Best value per square of soft toilet paper that you're going to get out there. Uh, so not only have you hopefully gotten some interesting perspectives on some Swamp Monster comic books, but now you also have, well, you can find out where to get some good value when you need to go to the bog, so to speak. So um, the thing that surprises me about this is that, yes, um, I'm enjoying this as an adult man who loves horror comics, but this is on the shelf right next to the cardboard dumps that have the Pokemon cards on them. And there's some pretty awful stuff. I mean, the Swamp Thing New 52 stuff, it's it's horrific. There's some bad stuff, creepy stuff going on. Same thing with uh, the Animal Man, Animal Man stuff. Um, so I, I'm, I'm surprised a little bit. But then again, it's, it's near all the collectibles. And it's uh, it's where you know that's where you go to get your high end uh, Walking Dead action figure. The Walking Dead action figure is not going to be in the back with the Spider Man action figures that are meant for playing. No, they're going to be up at the front here by all the collectibles, and that's where you find these 100 page comic giants if you have them at your Walmart. Um, that said, I have five WalMarts in my area. Um, two of them aren't real close, but I, I stopped at them. Um, early on when I was tracking these down, uh, like in the second and third month, uh, I stopped at them when I was driving to go somewhere further away and all of them have had the, these 100 page comic giants. I just know that I, there are some out there that some Walmarts out there that don't have them. And, um, so I'm really curious if they are going to be reprinting like the new Brian Bendis Batman story and, and the Tom King Superman story. And then now this, the swamp thing thing, um, cause the Superman and, and Batman, and I think even the wonder woman ones are intended to go 12 issues, which means, you know, basically the amount of content that you're getting is six issues of regular content, um, which is a trade paperback, you know, that's a good collection. So anyway, all that said, and, uh, yeah, um, I'm, get to put a drop a podcast in my feed, but a new ongoing swamp thing comic, which I never thought um, was going to happen this soon anyway, um, especially as you're hearing about all the, the stuff that's going on in. Yeah. I, I just haven't seen anything show up for swamp thing and in, in regular comic book um, previews and stuff like that. So Walmart's where it's at. If you're a Swamp Thing fan right now, the only thing, man, the only thing that can make this better is we've got the Swamp Thing comic. We've got a Swamp Thing TV show. The only thing that can make this better is that there is um, the back half of the original Swamp Thing TV show, which is, I guess, season three, I think. Um, it's just not available anywhere out there, not for streaming, not for purchase. And so I'm, I'm wondering, you know, is DC Universe going to be... Uh, putting the old stuff on, on, on too with the old swamp thing, or are they going to try not to get, you know, create confusion? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I'll find out eventually maybe, uh, because I will be, um, subscribing to DC universe as soon as swamp thing starts dropping. Uh, and I'll probably be doing my star Trek discovery, uh, plan, which is, uh, there's one more episode of star Trek discovery season finale is coming up next week. And as soon as that drops, I'll be dropping CBS all access until the next Star Trek series comes out and I'll be doing the same thing with uh, DC Universe is I will be dropping my subscription to DC Universe as soon as Swamp Thing is done. In the meantime, I will be covering the Swamp Thing TV show uh, 
I'm thinking it'll probably just be right here in this feed um, because it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I won't be covering it over there on the Welcome to Level 7 feed. But speaking of other podcasts, I do want to say you can catch me uh, over there on welcometolevel7.com, and we talk about everything from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which means right now we are covering Cloak and Dagger weekly, and we are then squeezing in movie coverage and possibly squeezing in Runaways and Punisher, which um, which is what we're discussing when uh, Cloak and Dagger started dropping episodes. But because of the monthly, or rather the weekly um, the weekly format of Cloak and Dagger, we like to follow along with the weekly stuff, and then we go back to the <laughs> the uh, binge stuff that just gets dumped all at one time, full season all at one time, which means we are a little bit behind. Uh, you can also find uh, find me talking about science fiction and Christianity and sci-fi and fantasy and spirituality over at Strangers and Aliens. And then finally, the last thing, this is something that if you are so inclined. Um, and I'm going to give a, a secret here about this new project. There's a new project I'm working on called supersonic pod comics and supersonic pod comics is a, um, it's hard to explain quickly, but basically every month we're releasing four series episodes. See, even, I just said it and it sounds really awkward. Every week we're releasing a new episode uh, from one of four series. And so every month you're going to get one episode from each of these four series. The four series are uh, one's called the Mark. One's called uh, the randoms. One's called Codename Superforce, And one's called sumo girl. And I'm writing two of them, uh, the Mark and the randoms. And we are doing a Kickstarter right now because we are going to be trying to pay. It's a small amount, but pay a small amount to actors and voice talent who are going to help us bring this to life as a fully dramatized, audio drama and i'm so excited about doing this i mean this means we're, we're going uh, we're doing a full seven months where every week we're releasing a new episode there'll be a couple one shots in there there's a couple stories in this that i'm working on that i've been wanting to do for years and a couple of this these stories are brand new to me where i just created them as we were brainstorming what this was going to look like it's a shared universe which means these four series are all related but like i said i'm going to tell something secret on this podcast that no one else is going to know and, and that is if um, we're, we're doing uh, supporter only content as well. And so if someone supports us at the $30 level on Kickstarter, which basically means you're, you're committing to, um, I think it, it comes out to um, $4 a month, like $1 an episode of this free content we're releasing, but we're also going to release some uh, supporter exclusives that um, you only get at that $30 level. Or if we did a Patreon, you know, we'd also involve people with that. But um, the point being uh, one of those, those supporter things is a podcast is behind the scenes podcast, which will have interviews with our actors and we'll be talking about movies and stuff like that that we're enjoying right now. And then also behind the scenes stuff about the episodes and the story and where it's going and stuff. But then there's going to be a supporter exclusive story that will have one chapter every month. Uh, it'll be done in audio book format, not an audio drama format. And this is something else that I'm writing. And of all the things that are coming out in season one house of heroes, this is, supporter exclusive is the only thing that's going to feature a swamp monster. Um, <laughs> and it's not going to be a big part of the series. It's not going to be a primary character or anything like that. So, you know, it's not like, Hey, here's the swamp monster series. Um, 
No, but it's the only thing that actually will feature a swamp monster in it as one of the characters. It's a minor, minor character, but uh, but hey, relevant to your interest uh, if you're listening to this, possibly. Um, so that's not to say, you know, it's, if you're, if you're, if you're putting in the 30 bucks just to get the swamp monster, you're not getting $30 worth of swamp monsters, <laughs> but, um, but that is a little beside behind the scenes info that literally no one else knows except for you who is listening to this podcast right now. So anyway, um, that is something that I'll be talking about more in the future. And you can watch our Facebook page for, for information and Twitter and everything. But um, yeah, Supersonic Pod Comics. And we're looking to start in um, uh, June is when we're going to be launching. And it'll be going from June to, to January for Season 1. And then we're going to be taking a little break before we jump into Season 2 if we're able to do Season 2. So with all that said, I want to say thank you so, so much for listening. And you know what? I didn't judge the books. I forgot to do the judgment of the books, which is something I always do, which is I judge the creature, the cover, and the content. And um, I I just need to do that right now. So for these two issues of Swamp Thing, 100-page giants, the creature is Swamp Thing. And it's a really good version of Swamp Thing. I'm liking him as a character. I'm liking his interactions with Briar and his interactions with the people that he's with. The covers are okay, except there's so much other stuff on the trade dressing there with all of the um, the banner at the top with character uh, windows, um, lots and lots of text. And so I would like to see these covers without all that stuff, but they are almost poster worthy. Uh, Swamp Thing number one just has his face and it's it's really well done the way it just kind of fades off into this um, textured, not textured, but a um, colored paper. And then the issue number two cover has Swamp Thing coming up out of the swamp and crawling toward you. Very good. And then the content for both of these, like I said, is pretty good. Issue one better than issue two, but issue two, um, like I said, it's going to feed into uh, issue three. It's a, it's a tr- going to be a direct continuation. So, Yeah. That's it then. Thank you so much for listening. And I just want to remind you to um, have fun reading your comics. Uh, As always, if you're not having fun reading comics, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) So enjoy what you read and read what you enjoy. And Godspeed. and I want to invite you to a new project some friends and I are starting. And I'm Ben, Ben Avery. JS and I love stories and storytelling. We've both worked in many different mediums for story, including comics, animation, novels, audio drama, podcasting, and even puppets. Whatever it takes to tell a good story. Working with other comics, story, and audio professionals, Ben, Nathan James Norman, and I are creating a new superhero audio drama universe. We're creating this in the spirit of monthly comic books from the big publishers. And we're also writing this in the spirit of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or other franchises where each series and chapter tells its own story, but they fit together in a larger narrative. We're doing it in an audio format, with each episode being delivered free weekly to your favorite podcast app. Ben and I have been in the comic industry for almost 20 years. 
We love the comic work we've done and are doing, but in this audio format, we're able to avoid things like the printing costs, the difficulty of wide distribution, and many other obstacles. Storytelling in this format allows us to use the greatest artist possible, your own imagination. Although in the future, if things go well, we do hope to tell some stories in the comic book format. But storytelling in this format allows us to use actors and sound design to paint the picture in your mind. To do this, we're recruiting a cast of new and established actors to populate the supersonic pod comics universe. So we're kickstarting this project to get the funds needed for actors and writers and engineers and sound and music elements and web and podcast hosting in order to create and provide consistent, high-quality superhero adventures. This is where we need you. If you're a professional or amateur actor, we need your talent. We're writing and producing this series ourselves, and we want to gather vocal talent from across the country. Only voice acting talent and a good microphone are required. So for now, we invite you to join us. Actors and actresses, contact us. Lovers of good stories and superheroes and audiobooks and radio dramas, please help us out by pledging your support through Kickstarter. Go to www.supersonicpodcomics.com for more information.